People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Good evening, everybody. I'm Cheryl, your relationship coach and the host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Really excited to be here with you tonight live. And don't forget, when we are live, you can call us. If you're calling from Canada or the U.S., you can call 866-613-1612 to be part of the conversation. And if you're coming from anywhere else to join us, you can call an international number, 840-553-5754, because this show is about these intimate conversations about love romance, sex. It's about life, love, and lust. And every week, I invite you to settle down, get comfortable in your house. You can cuddle up with somebody or your dog or just a pillow the way I am tonight. Pour yourself a glass of wine and let's get ready to talk. And remember, this is a safe zone. It's exactly the same as if you were at one of my retreats. We always give you a place where you don't have to worry about anything else or anyone else because it's all about you. Later on in the show, I am going to share with you a labor of love, which is always a technique that helps you achieve whatever today's topic is. And today's topic, well, it's about seeing yourself through a different lens and experience your sexuality and your sensuality and what we can do when we change the image that we have of ourselves and really explore us in a different way. And I want to talk to you about that later on with our guests. They're coming to us in the next segment, and you're going to love meeting these two women. But as always, we are going to go down under with wise whispers down under with Dr. Phil, who joins me every week. And don't forget, though, even after this show is winding up later on, you have to stick around to the very end because I am going to share more intimate pillow talk with you, just between us, those words of wisdom and inspiration that I like to share with you. So let's get right to it. I first want to address a question that I got this week, and that's the Ask Cheryl. And this week, as always, somebody writes into me, and I choose from the different questions that I get to answer your questions, because this show is about you. And today, it was from somebody who wrote in and said this, Cheryl, I am two months into living, into living as a part-time blended family with my second husband and have a real issue. His 10-year-old is a slob. I mean, food left on the desk, clothes, and makeup. Yes, I said makeup everywhere. And every time I ask her to clean up her room, she tells me I'm not her mom. The makeup part is also an issue because I have a daughter as well. And I don't like it because I don't want her wearing makeup. Ken, he's my husband. He's not much help as he feels that I should just leave it alone as he doesn't want his daughter to not want to stay with us. What is a mom to do? And it's signed evil stepmom. So here's the thing, evil stepmom, you're not an evil stepmom. So first of all, let's take all labels out of this. And I think the conversation has to really get down with you and Ken. And often what I like to subscribe to couples is, for instance, the woman 
if she is especially staying at home and taking care of the home, she rules the nest. And you have to set those boundaries. Now, I understand his concern. And yes, it's always a touchy thing for a husband who's you know, feeling the guilt from leaving a previous marriage and bringing a child into it. And we all deal with those things. And I can tell you from personal experience, you think about these things. But you do have to set the boundaries from your house. And there has to be a respect. And children need those boundaries. And they need that respect. So I think you have to sit down together and decide that he is going to support you in front. And if it's the basics, at least keeping the room clean, because that is the house rules for all of you. And maybe it's nobody eats outside of the kitchen or the dining room, wherever it is that you eat, and keeping those rules steadfast. And this is a very important part of your relationship with your new husband. You have to together decide you're going to support each other in front of those kids because they need you to do that. And you can tell them, I said, they need you to do it. And I know because I've raised three kids, I know what it takes to get that message across. As far as the makeup, well, that is something that is being given over to her by her mother and the other house and maybe her father before he left the house. So you might just have to work with your daughter to understand your, your desires and why you feel certain things. And you can share them with the other daughter. But as the stepmom, you might just have to let that one slide. So work on the house. Work on it with your husband and then massage the idea of makeup and maybe just, you know, have her curb it a little or suggest other techniques that if, if it's too much that you can show her ways in which it could be more desirable or more fresh. And as a matter of fact, today on today's show, we are going to have somebody who, or two women actually, who know a lot about the, the effects of makeup and how we can utilize it to our benefit and not necessarily overpower ourselves. Now, let's get right to Wise Whispers Down Under with Dr. Phil, our very own Dr. Phil, the real one. Hey, doctor. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, listeners. Great to be back on uh, Pillow Talk with you. Um, Cheryl, it's amazing listening to uh, you talking about the blended family and the uh, the the, the the mother who thinks she was maybe a bit of a witch or something like that, trying to have some order. But in life, order is 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 incredibly important for us for a lot of reasons. And it doesn't mean we've got to be OCD or anal with it, but a sense of progress, a sense of putting things one after the other together. And it also helps in relationships and it helps in families because unless there's a mutability or a, or a coming together, well, then we have disorder and we have chaos. And when we have chaos, it's very hard to connect into a relationship. And especially children. I mean, they need that guidance. That's what they're there for. It's our responsibility to guide us. And while, for instance, this mother, this evil stepmom, which you're not, by the way, um, you know, she, she, can, she can express certain things to this young woman without also negating the permission, for instance, that the mother has given her. Because we also have to be respectful of the other mother who has given her permission, for instance, to wear the makeup and, and possibly has taught her how to put it on. So there, there is finding that balance and doing that dance with each other. And, and it's a hard dance to adapt to when you're blending these two families. I know. Sure. 
Cheryl, you know, you've, you've got the blended. I've, I've got a, a family that is with their mother. I'm, I've been happily married for a long period of time, four kids. And, and one of the things with my own family, but also working clinically with thousands of children over the years, kids really respond well to understanding what are the boundaries are, what are the expectations. Now, I say to people with that, don't make them like concrete. Make them like an oil boom in an oil spill. So they'll move a little bit, but they know what the boundary is. And we've got to remember that a kid's job is to expand. They're in a growth. They push those boundaries, eh? <laughs> so hard. And, and if we can have a little bit of flexibility with it, it makes it easier. But then they can expand into their space and know that they're safe. And part of the job of a child or a teenager is to understand there is a safe place called their home, safe people that they can open their hearts to, um, but also to feel, yeah, I can push that boundary a little bit further. Now, what a lot of parents do today, and this is really sad, and I see the effects of it in, in, in clinic, is people be, just surrender and they go, oh, the kids can do, oh, I've lost control of my kids. You know, it's the same thing with a game called Fortnite at the moment, and there are a lot of kids becoming very highly addictive, addictive to the game Fortnite, a lot of online gaming, because it's working with the parts of the brain that impact um, our ability to, to think rationally. And mm. you know, sometimes we've just got to draw a line, and sometimes we've got to look what's the best thing for those children, um, but also understand that they will push us because they have to expand. And the other thing that we really should be discussing here is, you know, we, we've discussed the children and we do know that the boundaries and we do know that they, they respect boundaries and live for you to say these are the boundaries. They really do respond. But the other important part of this whole aspect of this one person who wrote in is the relationship she's having with her husband. And yes. you are in the period and, you know, that, that, that first year is going to be, it's like, you know, when you start dating somebody, it's, it's about reestablishing. If you haven't lived together, you have to start establishing the new norm and the new boundaries and the shared boundaries and, and have that respect and that constant communication. And you are now building that foundation for how this house is going to stand. And if you don't get on the same page now with your partner, you're screwed. You're so screwed. I mean, you're totally right. screwed. You're right. And it's about getting that communication going. And it's, it's like with, with a new couple in any shape or form, and they've got their own children, blended children, is to be able to put that plan out there. What are our combined values? What are our expectations? What are, where do we sit together with this? And where are we are apart? Now, if we're apart, what we need to do is to come together somewhere in the middle. What, what is acceptable? What is good for both of us? And but most important, what's good for us as a family? And you just said the key word, the family. You know, we often used to say, and even myself growing up, I, I'm from a blended family, and we used to say his, mine, and ours. But the fact is, it has to become all ours if, if you're going to live under one roof as a family, not two separate rules for different children. There has to be a home base, and that home base really should you know, indoctrinate one set of the ways in which this family, any family, is going to live as if you were, that, that's right, it's your ground rules and your boundaries, and, and this is something really important, and for a lot of couples, if you're out there and you, you're in this situation, 
these are things sometimes that you don't even see certain things until you start living together. And when you do become that blended family, you might even see, you know, this child, this young 10-year-old girl, she is also possibly just trying to see what she can get away with. And maybe she has certain, you know, um, feelings of abandonment and, and, and she wants to reject it. So it's about nurturing this whole relationship. Phil, as always, you bring such enlightenment to our conversations, and I really appreciate it. If anybody remembers, Phil is also an author, and Sulfur Reflections is available through your website. And uh, do you want to uh, through Amazon.com globally? Hey, there you go. Globally, so, and Cheryl, remember, together, people are strong. Apart, they become very weak. Right, and it's about us it's about ours so family Absolutely. that's what it Absolutely. comes to yeah. and you know what whether you have a family or not boundaries are important and if you are a solo parent boundaries are important and don't be afraid to instill them in your children because they need you to be there coming up we're going to be talking well about your sexuality your sensuality and how you feel about feeling sexy and being sexy. And what does that represent right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl? Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter all on thesexylifestyle.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are back. This is Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And I want to remind everybody, if you miss any part of today's show, or if you just have questions that you want to shout out to me, you can follow me on Facebook on Pillow Talk with Cheryl or Cheryl Besner, or reach out to me on my website, CherylBesner.com. 
follow me on Twitter and Insta because I'm constantly giving you tips and little cues of things that you can use every day to spice up your life and, if you want, inspire change. Today we are talking about you. And it's the art and benefit of sensual photography and how you can see yourself through a different lens. And we often do need to see ourselves through a different lens and change the image that we have with ourselves to really get in touch with who we are and what we want. So today I've invited two incredible women to join us. The first person, her name is Scarlett James. She is a world-renowned burlesque dancer and she is the founder of Burlesque de Montréal Festival. She's also an author and the creator of Fashionable Brat, which is a designer handbag collection. Welcome to the show, Scarlett James. Hi, thank you for having me on the show, Cheryl. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And the other person I want to introduce you to is Hera Bell. She is an award-winning photographer. She is infamously known for her spectacular boudoir shots, and she is also now the creator of Glamour Makeover Photography. And this woman knows how to make you really see yourself and forget about those, those boards that you can make about what you want to have happen in your life. All you need to do is have Hera take your picture and you'll see for yourself everything you can become because that's who you are. Hera, welcome to the show. Hi, Cheryl. So ladies, I, I want to kind of jump into this right away because I know that with the people that I've worked with over the years, and I've, I've talked to thousands and thousands of women and I've worked with men and women about how they feel about themselves and especially coming out of let's say, long-term relationships and the concept of, for instance, feeling sexy about themselves after motherhood and childbirth or fatherhood and, and long careers, they don't necessarily feel sexy and they don't necessarily feel sensual and they forgot that part of themselves. So I want to really talk to you and have you, you know, give some pearls of wisdom as to the first steps people can take to reconnecting with themselves. So, Scarlett, I'm going to start with you because this is something, you know, in, in your profession that you, you inspire in people through your yes. dance. The, the burlesque is basically simply an exaggeration of what someone already is. So, by... Um, Exaggerating, we're very much showing the way. We're connecting to our inner self in order to um, break the visible, uh, break the invisible wall between we have our between our heart, our head, and our body. So everybody has it. We all feel attraction towards someone in at point in in our life. So we're taping into that feeling and applying it to ourselves towards ourselves first because we are the one who need to feel it. If we feel it, then we can share it. If I don't feel it, I can't share it with anyone. So, uh, of course, on stage I do it largely exaggerated, but you don't do that in, in real life because it's, it would be ridiculous. But by practicing exaggeration, then you're, you're basically shaping the tool that you can tap into to lose 
like your kitchen knives or your right. kitchenware. Like it's, it's, it's ready to be used right there. And that's one of the things that I, I have a lot of the people that I work with do is exaggerate certain elements, of, you know, within the privacy of their own home, just so that they can get used to it. And, and even the exaggeration of just caressing themselves and finding, you know, the different parts of the body that they completely forgot about or what turns them on. And, it, you know, do they like being tickled behind the knee versus tickled inside the thigh? I mean, you can exaggerate the playfulness in that way too with yourself as you're doing the self-discovery. Now, Hera, you also work with a lot of people and you help people through this glamour image of themselves. And when I say glamour, I'm not just, and I know you don't mean, you know, just this, this beauty that you apply with makeup or, or, you know, a chain, you know, from men coloring their hair or something. You're talking about really tapping in to their inner core and seeing themselves as this beautiful being, right? Uh, every client who came to my uh, studio, their first attitude is, I don't look good in photos. And then I was they, one of those people when you took my picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the second thing they say, uh, I, I want to hire you to do this photo shoot because I want to give to my husband as a, an anniversary gift or birthday gift and all that. The more I tap into the psyche of the person, the more they open up, the more they say they want to do it for themselves. And then there is nothing wrong with it because over the years, our body changes, our uh, perception of our sexuality changes. Um, I like to tap through their sensual being that was lost deep inside. Do you and think that there's some people who never tapped into it from the get-go? Sometimes no. Uh, sometimes I have clientele that they are so uptight they come to the studio, I always meet them, and then there we, I already discover a lot of things. And then as I'm doing their makeup, I discover how they were uptight, but how they are opening up and they are gushing out uh, their whole inner sexuality that's been so trapped. And when they come in front of the camera already, they are completely opened up. Now, I, I guess, and I, um, uh, Scarlett knows it, I use, uh, I use an expression that I don't know if I should use, but they get addicted to the camera for, at the end of the session, and they, they don't want to let go. Well, it, it's a good word, actually, Hera. I think that's a really good word, addicted, because what they're actually doing is they're, they're, they're latching onto something that feels good to them. I mean, that's what yes. addiction is all about, right? It's about feeling good about something that you're doing. And in yes. this case, what they're really latching onto is themselves, right? And, yes, and actually they are rediscovering themselves. Mm -hmm. that they were hiding it deep inside. And in the photos, if you check what, I, what type of photography I do, I bring the power, sexual power in you onto the flat image. So I have a question for both of you. Um, I'll start with you, with you, Scarlett, because you have men and women who come to watch you perform. And is, do you think that 
men and women, the question to you, uh, Scarlett, is do you think men and women react differently to your show? And do you think women are as attracted to you as the men are? Well, I think uh, men and women, we're not equal and we're not the same. And that's physically, that's emotionally, that's biologically. Uh, we're very different. We're, we have our strong suits and our weaknesses and what we like and what we don't like. And men definitely react differently than women when they come and see a show, when they look at a woman on stage, me or anyone else. It's, um, men are geared towards something more uh, physical, sexually. I'm speaking, of course, 90% uh, of the time. There's always exceptions. Uh, our, our women, it, I, we become, or I feel like I become more like a vehicle that, oh, she's doing it so I could do it too. I love that. Yeah, you the, know? the inspiration behind it. And what about you, Hera? Um, Tell us, do you think when you, you've done these type of glamour shots for men and women, do you think one um, releases quicker or more intentionally male or female? What, what, I, what I discovered over many years, over 20 years that I'm in photography, uh, a lot of my male clientele, they are pretty buff. Uh, they, took, they take care of themselves and they are very self-conscious about their body image. And the females, I had them all shapes of sizes, ages, and women, I find they are more free in their own exploration of their uh, sensual side, yeah. So that's that's the men are more uptight. The men I get, uh, they are very well, um, well um, exercised and the muscles. So they're in good shape. So I'm I'm wondering what what people what people think about that. And if you want, remember you can call in. The numbers are on my Facebook page, Cheryl Besner, or you can go to Pillow Talk at Cheryl Besner to find that number and call us, and you can weigh in on it. We are going to continue this conversation with Hera and Scarlett coming up right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promescent. So, Jeff, how important is it to have open communication with your partner about premature ejaculation and not just find excuses to cover up issues? I'll start by saying that I believe open, honest communication is a fundamental building block in any relationship, not just man, woman, or even sexually speaking, father, son, mother, daughter, friendship, is this anything. But the reason it's even more important with something like premature ejaculation is because if you're not lasting long enough to satisfy your partner, and it's unspoken, it will, it will literally create some resentment, resentment on the female partner's part because she's not receiving the satisfaction, 
and it will create a sense of shame or anxiety on the male partner, which will only exacerbate the condition. And certainly talking about it and then finding the solution, like a product like Promiscent that can make love last longer, uh, if you didn't talk about it, you might not even know there was something out there that could help you. Well, that was another great quickie. Thanks so much for being here. How can people find Promiscent? I always tell people that the best way to find Promescent is to go to www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Because if you want to buy it at a retail store, you plug in your zip code. We have a whole network of independent pharmacies and like Target and stuff like that. It'll tell you the closest one to you. Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are here, and I don't want to waste another second because tonight's conversation is all about how we see each other through different lenses, and especially when it comes to our sexuality and our sensuality and how we feel about ourselves as this being and empowering ourselves to really feel great about ourselves because we should and and appreciating ourselves. So I want to bring in our two guests, Scarlett Jane's world-renowned burlesque dancer. And also, by the way, she is also a yoga instructor and and, and a fashion designer and an author. So we got a lot to talk to you. And Hera Bell, she is a photographer, uh, world-renowned as well, award-winning and glamour makeover photographer extraordinaire because this is what we're talking about now is the lens of a photographer or let's be more specific here about image and what we have these false built-up images that we should have or what we think we should have about ourselves and you deal with that a lot both of you right about body image and and looking perfect and especially scarlet i mean you have the perfect body <laughs> i don't have the perfect body that's uh, but well that's no, a different so so that's just it so it's the perfect body that media tells us is what we should have well i i don't even think i have that body honestly uh at all at all but that i think the difference is that uh, I took what I have and I do take care of it because for me it's the vehicle with which I'm allowed to live my dreams. So, uh, of course, I'm going to take care of it very much. Uh, but it's, it's really like taking what one has, figuring out what you like, in your body part, what is it that you like? Everybody has something that they like. Maybe their eyes, their feet, their ankle, their legs, their, their shoulders, name it. And it's putting that part forward. So it's, it's a self-exploration about body image. And then it doesn't matter if you look like this magazine uh, cover or not, because this cover magazine cover is, is, is not even real. You know, there's like hours of Photoshop, there is lighting, uh, there is man like Photoshop manipulation to change the look of the body on the cover. You, the person has not one wrinkle, you, she has no pores, 
She doesn't sweat. She doesn't go to the bathroom. She probably doesn't eat. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. She doesn't. She doesn't even have any of those body parts. She doesn't even have an anus to go to the bathroom. With. Exactly. Exactly. You know there, I mean? There's nothing there. <laughs> so you know, I it's it's so funny you should mention that because I do think that you know, um, it's finding it's finding what we want to enhance about ourselves and really focusing on that. And and uh, you know, I will tell you that after years and years and years of being in the modeling modeling industry. And then when um, 20 years later, I step back in front of the camera for the first time, and I, I've told this story before, is how I step in front of the camera to, to start doing publicity for my, my shows and everything. And the stylist had brought all these clothes for me that I couldn't wear a bra with and everything, and I hadn't seen the clothing, and they were beautiful. But when I, when I saw them, I said, uh, guys, like, I can't put on a bra here. Like, this doesn't work. Like, you know, gravity has taken hold and my body is not what it was and I feel really good about myself, but I'm not going to feel great in that. And I remember they said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Just try on the dress. And my first, the first images that came through was me in this dress that I had no cleavage and, and my breasts were not where they should be. And the next thing I know, he goes, but watch. And he started clicking the buttons. And again, I hadn't seen this. This didn't exist when I was a model. And all of a sudden, I had like a 21-inch waist and I had a beautiful cleavage and beautiful breasts and, you know, no wrinkly arms. Nothing, nothing existed. And, and I said to him, you know, that doesn't really work for me because now you're presenting me as somebody else. And I'll never forget that day. And I know, Harry, you've and I have talked about that with some of the women and men that you've worked with. And you really strive for giving them the vision of themselves as to who they are and, and enhancing. Uh, I don't change them. I just bring out who they are deep inside that is hidden. Uh, clever lighting, fabulous angles chosen that right angles that are chosen to photograph somebody makes the image or kills the image. As far as Photoshop concerns, if you do too much, then you're going to look like those magazine covers. Then you're going to look like the way you described your experience years after with the gown. That's not what I'm doing. I'm photographing Everyday people, they're not models, they're mothers, uh, grandmothers sometimes, aunts, uh, the next door neighbor that you don't find that, oh, she's that sexy, but they end up very sensual. Now, I have clientele who've been waiting to lose weight to come to my studio, and I keep saying to them, it's never going to happen. You have to feel right, right moment for you to come. And then when they come, even without losing weight, that photo shoot becomes an approbation that they, see, they can't say anymore, I'm too fat. Because there's always a good part, like Scarlett said, a body part, a face or a shoulder or a cleavage that can make you so amazing. Instead of, there is nothing perfect. In the world, there is nothing perfect. There is fake, but nothing perfect. A lot of, a lot of people say now that, for instance, um, when I ask 
people what they think. I, I ask it on Facebook when I when I interview people what they think sexy is, and and a lot of responses are we like smart, we like confidence, and that has nothing to do with our breast size or our biceps and and having a six pack. Isn't that what you're saying, Scarlett? I totally agree with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good, but the danger is running after. I think we've got uh, Scarlett frozen a little bit here, um, so I'm going to see if she butts in there. Are you there, Scarlett? So I think we have a little issue with Scarlett there. Um, Hera, do you want to pick up on that a little bit? Physical sexiness has physical sexiness has nothing to do with attitude right. or being sexy or being sensual. Uh, there is this image that media creates what sexy is: is uh, breast augmentation, uh, lips. Uh, augmentations with the injections and everybody ends up almost looking the same <laughs> you see that a lot actually with fish lips and then you know what like in the in the 70s with the hair hairdos which dates are photos it's going to look like the years that we are living with these enlarged lips um, that uh, mermaid figure but we are not all like that. We age, uh, body changes, hormones comes into equation, and we are like a mad dog going to gym, trying to exercise, trying fit. Being fit is good, but if you cannot, being but if you don't have the time, you should not feel that you are not sexy enough, you are not sensual enough because you have extra belly. The fact is, shaggy face—it's a part of aging. It is a part of aging, and and uh, I know that when I was doing my coaching courses, I remember having a conversation with so many individuals who talked about the fact that as we age, our brain has to take over, and this is yes. something that's very important to to teach, and and to teach our children, to teach our brothers and sisters and our friends that there are other things that people are attracted to and that's what uh, Scarlett Scarlett are you there can you can you chime in a little bit yes I'm right here okay good <laughs> we yeah, lost so there for a second I, I yeah I really agree with you I think we, we have to tap into your heart so we have to tap in into the, the uh, what we've learned along those years be open to learning and to continue learning to learn more about ourselves to learn more and observe ourselves, be our own witness in life in order to learn of uh, our mistake and learn also from what we did right and be open to other people's experiences in order to move forward. You can't rely on beauty all your life. Beauty mm. changes. I mean, it's a different beauty after. I mean, hundred percent. Do you know the model Carmen de Lorefisio? Oh yes, she's amazing. This woman is ninety years old and uh, just just was on the cover of uh, an infinite amount of magazines this year, and some of them in 
a very scant clothing and she looks amazing and I admire this woman. Normally I give you this labor of love during this section, but I we were in a lot of conversation, so I'm going to give it to you coming up. So there will be that labor of love, a technique that I'm hoping you will do at home that will give you a sense of what it is to see yourself in a different light and what it is also to feel differently when you look at yourself. And it has something to do with selfies, which is what a lot of people know about. Stay with me as I keep talking with Scarlett James, the founder of Burlesque de Moya Festival and Hera Bell. And if anybody's interested, go check out Hera Bell's site as well. You're going to see a lot of incredible photographs that will hopefully inspire you to touch and tune in with yourselves. And, and I can tell you from my own experience, just sitting in front, this woman knew how to make me smile. And uh, that's what brought a lot of pleasure to me. And you can see that on the hero shot that I have for Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Don't forget, also check out my YouTube station because there is something there that I put up. It was at the One Woman Fearless Summit and it's all about how you can make a pact with yourself and you can start that today. Start today to make a pact with yourself for life and we're going to keep talking here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. So stay with me. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. So here we are, Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and the show is all about life, love, and lust. And today we're talking about how well, maybe how you can lust after yourself. And, you know, there's great benefits to that about really loving yourself and enjoying yourself and, and feeling great about yourself. And that's what we're trying to inspire you to think about today, to really go into that. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And always check in because there's great tips for you. Like I'm going to give you right now. So before we jump back to Scarlett 
and Hera, I want to give you the labor of love that I was talking about. So every week, I'd like to give you something that you can do to actually start manifesting the things that you want in life. So here's the technique that I want you to consider trying today. Just a little offering. So this is the world of selfies. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to really tap into yourself. And I want you to take your camera at some point. And you don't have to be all dressed up at this. It's actually great if you even do it in your underwear to start with. However, if you're a little self-conscious, well, leave on your clothes. And take a selfie with you. But I want you to sit or stand really hunched over. I want you to let your belly hang and let your arms drop. And take that selfie. And then what I want you to do is take another one. And this time, I want you to really hold yourself up. Feel proud. Pull those shoulders back. Smile. Feel strong and really grounded. And look at that camera with intention. And take that picture. And then I want you to take those two pictures, and I want you to put them side by side. And the reason that I'm giving you this technique is because there is something about our own body consciousness that makes us feel stronger about ourselves, feel more confident with our, within ourselves. And I will challenge you even to take it one step further. Take another picture of yourself in that hunched over position and just try and smile. Like try and really make a great smile that feels really good. And then try it again when you're standing really strong within yourself and, and holding yourself as a confident person, you're going to see that the two smiles look very different. And that's because the way we carry ourselves often can influence the way we feel about ourselves. They work in tandem with each other. Feeling good about ourselves often generates from within, but sometimes it has to generate from without to bring it in. Either way, when you flip that lens and flip how you intentionally take that image of yourself, you're going to start manifesting change and you're going to start feeling better about yourself. And then every morning, walk into your bathroom and say good morning three times in a row. And I will guarantee you by that third time, you're standing straighter and there's a smile on your face. Let me know how that works. So there's your little labor of love today. Ladies, let's get back into this conversation. Scarlett and Hera. So body image consciousness it does have to start somewhere right like not everybody has a great image of themselves and and feeling confident about themselves so how does somebody tap into that scarlett let me go to you first on that well if if you're not having a good day and you don't feel good about yourself uh well simple things that one can do at home and that i do it for myself treat yourself go into a bath Pour yourself a glass of wine or a juice or whatever. Relax. And then when you take, go out of your bath, when you're more relaxed, just take a moment and enjoy putting cream on every little inch of your body. Because when you put cream, you're by default caressing yourself. Mm. So if you really do this with an intention, you're giving yourself a, a love pad, you know? So just enjoy that moment. Put a little bit of perfume and wear your favorite nightgown, the one that you, you know, like, like maybe the silky one, whatever. Everybody has a silky one. 
and 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 then just don't look the mirror just just feel in your heart you know like you feel good at that moment just and just let it be that and what what and, about, what about for the men out there what kind of what kind of advice would you give for the men Hera, you want to chime in on that one for a man yeah so what do you think a man can do Men tend to go to gym to feel good about themselves. I agree, they do. You know, and uh, the more muscles they build, the more they, the media pushes us to have that man body image that with all the muscles and all that, which is not the reality, actually. Mm -hmm. You need to do exercising, but uh, if you don't have the perfect, whatever perfect is, it should not stop us to feel that self-confidence um, that uh, we should own it, right. you know? And I think, like, I see, uh, if you will see some very sexy man in a business suit, which they look sometimes extravagantly dashing, and if you will see these men, uh, completely in their nakedness, they're not perfect. No. I, well, as we said earlier, nobody is perfect. One of the things that... So, I, uh, you I, have to feel deep down that you are good. Right. You are sexy, you are sensual. It's an attitude. Sexiness is an attitude. It's not, it has nothing to do wearing the high heels, uh, body tight dresses, parading on streets, um, or having butt implants. It has nothing to do with that because I swear to God, those girls who have those, those type of everything made up, they come also to my studio, but deep down, they don't feel sexy. I, I think that's really uh, an important... I think it's really important also as, as, as mates, as partners, that we also find what makes our partner feel good about themselves. So uh, for a lot of men, it, it can take the woman also letting them know that they're their protector, that they feel confident having them around, that they trust them, that they know that they're loyal to them because men will tap into that. So ladies, for, for the men also, and, and it works for the reverse too, Finding what makes your partner feel strong will help them feel also more confident about themselves because sometimes we do lose exactly. that touch with themselves. Exactly. Exactly. I want to thank you both so much for being part of this. And uh, Scarlett and Hera, you bring so much to the table, and especially, you know, when it comes to this topic. Scarlett, how can people find you and, and follow everything that you do? Very easy. It's scarletjames.com and my Instagram is scarletjamesofficial. Official. And <laughs> from there, it links everywhere. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all your pearls of wisdom with us. And Hera, how can people find you and get in touch to have you do their, their glamour shots and their boudoir shots? herabell.com and glamourmakeoverphotography.com. I'm on Instagram also. You can find me. This is Cheryl on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and we have this extended version of this incredible topic that we were talking about tonight, which is all about how we see ourselves in photography or through our own lenses and 
what it means to really get in touch with ourselves as an individual and tap into our sensuality and our sexuality. And I thought it was really important, and so did my guests, Hera Bell and Scarlett James, to also bring to light, because there's so much to talk about, how it is that sensual photography and the, the typical boudoir shot that we always talk about that Hera has done in the past and now translates into this glamour photography and how that can also work to open up the conversation within the couple. So let's get into that. So Hera, you, you take these pictures of an individual and then they get to bring it home to their partner. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what, what have you heard as the feedback with those individuals? Uh, I always request uh, for them to tell me what went on. And a lot of the time... I'm sure a lot goes on after the, par- the, the partner gets a lot those of the pictures. Time, <laughs> uh, a lot of the times interesting information is coming up and it's true, it opens up a lot of communication and um, men start seeing their aging wives uh, in a different angle that uh, they are still sexual, sensual beings with that powerful personality, which I try to bring that type of imagery in my photography. That's why they come to me. And uh, and in, in the men's, I don't know, I never heard a man telling me that they showed it to their wife and it's freaking, <laughs> I mean... I can't, I can't. Something, something happens when they show those pictures, I am sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they, but men are less voiceful uh, in that matter. Uh, and men are more coming for their self-valorization or muscle building and all that. That's, that's the type of clientele I have. Uh, but for females, it's really about all empowerment and uh, and then opening that communication between their partners, or if they are divorced, it's a celebration of their divorce and that freedom of let go and re- rediscovering themselves. The freedom so, of that expression. Yeah, I it's, love not, that. it's not just about the couple, it's also people who are losing their partner and and the oldest I photographed many years ago, I started this in 1998. I called it glamour makeovers. I didn't call it back then as boudoir. Now it's very fashionable, the boudoir, um, the terminology. I had an 80-year-old lady coming to me. And trust me, she had all the wrinkles that's going on, but she was such a glamour personality that the way she comported herself in the photos. And yeah, and the um, heaviest lady I photographed, 180 pounds. Well, it's interesting because Scarlett was saying that, Scarlett was saying earlier in the show about Carmen Delafice, and there's quite a few models out there who are in their 80s now. I mean, uh, it's not something new, right, Scarlett? It's not something new, and honestly, I'm very happy to see more and more of that variety, also the uh, tall or plus-size models, because it, it, it's a relief to see even in the, in the social media world that slowly, slowly, 
is opening to the reality of the diversity of body that we can find in the world, uh, the petite women as well, who don't stand more of a chance than the, the breast size model. But now they're able to... Um, to be seen and then to be fashionable and to be sexy and to uh, accept their body and it gives ourselves a chance to love ourselves because well this one is like this this one is like that I'm like that she's like this and and then so, oh, okay so we're all different so and that's cool oh yes finally yes that's cool and and it's interesting because there are so many women out there who are in their 40s and 50s um and let's say visually, you know, the, the typical attractive woman, you know, she's, she's well-built, she's got a beautiful face, and the common, the common comment that you'll hear, and they will come to me as clients saying, you know, I'm always being asked, you know, what's a beautiful woman like me doing single? You know, why, why don't I have a partner? Because there's more to it than just that, as you're saying. You know, there, there's more to a person, and we tend to look at, the beautiful, the, the visually perfection that we think of beauty in, in such a way that that's what it will attract partnership or uh, will attract people it, to you. And it's not necessarily what keeps somebody beside you. Absolutely. I, like it's just because we are human and we're, we're by nature using our eyes. And when, when you don't know someone, well, the first thing you get to uh, experience is to actually visually see that person. Uh, but sometimes you have to just uh, step back and let that go a little bit. And sometimes when you meet someone, just try to tap into how that person makes you feel. Because there's some people that makes you feel uncomfortable and you mm -hmm. don't know them. And, and we, we all them. I don't know, I feel that person's weird. I don't know. But how about doing the same thing with actually someone that actually makes you feel good? Like, oh, I really like that person. That's like, I don't know, I feel that she's a good person. I don't have a good feeling about that person. And then that, that gives a chance to both of those persons to connect a little bit. So, But we forget that. We forget well, that. As a society in general, we forget it. And it's something that I work um, a lot with people to remember that. What do you want to say, Hera? Uh, we are three-dimensional beings with a personality. Photography is a flat image. So there is two different things. When you meet a human being, you don't get to see all the imperfections because first thing you are meeting is the person with the personality in real life. Right. When you're looking in magazines, when you are looking in photography, the person is not projecting their personality right. most of the time. So uh, when people are complaining about not finding a partner, uh, but, because, but how come they are beautiful, they have all, everything going on physically about them, well, they have to interject a little bit who they are, what they are searching for. Maybe they are looking at the wrong places, wrong times, wrong people. And Which means they're not necessarily tapping into who they are and what they're doing. Exactly. And, and you might say I'm self-confident, but are you really self-confident? Or are you really... Um, somebody, 
Otherwise, you can buy a beautiful dummy, put it in your living room, or a, like or a robot, gorgeous robot. They sell now, actually. <laughs> they do, actually. <laughs> they, do. they do. And uh, you can leave it that robot the way you program them to your liking. But we are not programmable. We are not dummies. We are not robots. So there is always, if you are too desperate also to find somebody when it comes to relationships, then the other people that you are meeting to partner up with, they feel it. And if they're not ready, they're going to avoid you like a plague. They're going to go out with you once and they, they're going to reject you. It has physical beauty. It has to do also inner personality. And don't you find, don't you find, Scarlett, that also um, women in general, that we're more conscious of other women and even more critical of ourselves in the eyes that we see other women than men are? I mean, I think that in, in, in society we critique ourselves and compare ourselves more to the pinup model than the men do. Because when it comes down to it, men really want the loyalty and the trust and to feel safe and secure with their men, I think I, I'm going to speak for heterosexual men because I, I don't have any experience with like the others so much. Uh, but like I have an alpha male at home, so I'll take him as an example. <laughs> and yes, of course, he's uh, very proud to be like uh, a man's man, you know, like he likes sports and he likes to be confident. He likes to be uh, told uh, or having a look by someone who doesn't know uh, that's uh, an appreciating look. Uh, sending the message that it looks good so he feels very touched by that and he really loves to feel like he's needed uh he loves to feel that he's in charge and i'm like oh baby you're so smart <laughs> <laughs> of course i make fun of him at the same time because i think humor is so important in a relationship but it's funny because because he knows I mean it at the end of the day, you know, like. Right. So I, it's not bullshit that you're throwing at him. It's, it's the real deal. Like you, you really do course, feel those things. But if I'm with him, it's because I love him. I adore him. I admire him. And, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to stay with him, like in front of him, like, oh, I'm admiring you, you know, no, I'm going to bring in humor and, and make, and, and, and laugh about it. But, but of course it's, true like uh, why is it funny because it is true you know and that's the important part is to be authentic about who we are and what we appreciate about the other person what were you going to say exactly it's it's you just touched what i wanted to finish with is that you have to be first and foremost honest with yourself in what you want and what you don't want what are you ready to compromise with and what are your hard limits and what is it that you could ban and how much you're willing to ban and and then when i met my boyfriend i was already an adult i was divorced and for me it was not like searching what do I like about that person and how do I feel when I'm happy with that person because like anybody like we're, it's going to be okay to deal with it. it's a positive 
But what does it? What is it that annoys me about that person? And I am going to be able to deal with it for the next so many years, or That's for right. the rest of my life if I can, hopefully. So we're two Capricorn, and we like, <laughs> like <laughs> we fight, and the house turns to ice. <laughs> but but I'm okay with that because I know I could deal with that part of him. And well, I know he could do that part of me. I think that's I, the important part for most couples. Um, and I know Hera was sitting there going, I'm, I'm, yeah. a, Capri- I'm a Capricorn married to a Capricorn. <laughs> oh, boy. I love to put, yeah. I would love to do a, 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 a reality show with your two households and see who can like scrap the, the loudest at times and then how you make up. Because I'm sure as much as you can argue, the passion that is created is also extended in, in makeup. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I want to thank you both for sharing, you know, your, your perceptions and your opinions and your, your also the knowledge that you have through your experiences with my listeners, because that's what the show is all about. It's about a community sharing our concepts and our feelings and, and, and our thoughts because we learn from each other. And that's uh, an important part of life is learning from each other. So thank, thank you, you both Sarah. for sharing. This has been the add-on to our show this evening that was all about sensuality and how we can see each ourselves through a different lens at time and how the benefits of that lens can really inspire us to open ourselves more and discover ourselves more. Well, thank you both for joining us, and um, it's been a great conversation, and I love sharing this time with you. And now it's time for me to share some intimate pillow talk, as I do every week, just something for you to think about in the coming week, and I hope some of this resonates with you. And I call this one, I Am My Creation, because we are talking about our own creations. I lay calmly on the green glass, staring up into the sun and feel the warmth of its rays beating down on my naked self. I am raw, exposing my deepest self to the elements that touch my soul. I give way to the stirring sensation and embrace the rush that is being created with my core, compelling me to awaken my desire. My second chakra, that of sensuality and creativity, is moving to the beat of the imaginary music that is being sung by the nearby birds nestled in the trees in the distant forest. I think of the water that has a life of its own as it moves down a river like the water that runs through me, tickling the rocky shoreline or an ocean wave that caresses the sandy beaches as it rolls up to the land. Your inner being is like the water, your blood, the red water of your existence, providing that constant flow of life and creation. You can create anything as you have all the natural power of the universe within you. The heat of the sun, the forest is the root to your existence. The river runs in one direction, like a path that shows you the way to let yourself flow downstream of peaceful tranquility. The ocean teaches you the power of intuition, and as long as you don't fight it, you will be able to ride the tide and land on the island of your joy. For the full version of that, you can go to my website. I post them every single week, and I'll also send you a 
modified version of that so that you can really meditate to it for the rest of the week if you want. I want to thank you all and our sponsors of the Sexy Lifestyle Network for supporting us and bringing you the Pillow Talk every week because I love sharing this time with you. Don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook. And don't forget, as well, our guests have all shared with you how to reach them. If you need, go back, play back this show so you can hear how to reach them. And I want to remind you that I will be back here next week sharing this intimate conversation with you. Don't forget to do your labor of love. And this week, as always, keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about that kiss. I'm Cheryl, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Good night. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube that automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget, throws of passion waterproof pleasure blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk.